The Joe Biden campaign just made a big announcement that's even being hailed by Republicans. They love it. Is this a big bipartisan proposal aimed at bringing Americans together, all united behind Joe Biden, something that will make everyone so happy that they'll all get behind him and sweep him into the White House in November? Well, not exactly. You see, Mr. Biden has named Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as a co-chair for a task force for his campaign. The other co-chair is former Secretary of State John Kerry. Now, you know Mr. Kerry as a failed Secretary of State, but did you also know that he was a former senator and not a very good one and a failed presidential candidate, too? According to sources, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was chosen because she isn't a political bomb thrower and she has a sincere interest in collaboration. Now, if that doesn't give you a sincere laugh, nothing will. Now, she does have a real interest in collaboration, though, with the socialists or communists or just about anyone who hates America as much as she does. And soon-to-be-failed presidential candidate Joe Biden appointed Ocasio-Cortez and Kerry as co-chairs of the Task Force on Climate Change and Energy. So you understand why Republicans are so excited about this announcement and why they support it wholeheartedly. Far from unifying the country behind Joe Biden, this will cost him dearly in some very important states, as voters who want to keep their jobs realize that these two lightweights have every intention of taking away their jobs by implementing the lunatic Green New Deal. Now, he could have found a couple of prominent scientists to head up this committee, or some college professors who teach something about the earth and the climate, or anybody who has at least some tiny little bit of credibility. But Joe Biden appointed these two, and Republicans celebrate. Joe, does the fact that Republicans are so happy over these appointments that they're celebrating make you stop and wonder, even a little bit? I guess not. No, you're in your basement, and from there, it looks like a stroke of genius. I mean, Joe, every time John Kerry opens his mouth, he makes voters so glad that he didn't win the presidency. This is a man who can pontificate on anything, anything, while saying nothing that makes any sense at all. And what can you say about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Well, let me think. Well, in a very short time, she has said some of the dumbest things in history. So there's that. Like, unemployment is so low because everyone has two jobs. Or, our guarantee of having a home comes before someone's privilege of making a profit. Or, our planet is going to hit disaster if we don't turn this ship around. And so it's like there's this scientific consensus that the lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, she says, young people to have a legitimate question. You know, is it okay to still have children? Now, I suppose if you're Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, this passes for a serious question. I suppose you can make the argument that if no one had children anymore, then carbon emissions would go down because there'd be no more people on the planet. Then you'd have to wait 
for a very long time for human life to evolve again and make a comeback, going from single-cell life forms to eventually humans with brains. Brains hopefully more evolved than the one Ocasio-Cortez has in her head. But that's just a hope. John Kerry has a lot of opinions on climate change, too. He said this at a conference several years ago. The science is unequivocal, and those who refuse to believe it are simply burying their heads in the sand. We don't have time for a meeting anywhere of the Flat Earth Society. And in a sense, climate change can now be considered another weapon of mass destruction, perhaps the world's most fearsome weapon of mass destruction. Okay, John, we get it. The world is coming to an end. Look, if we have to get used to that terrible possibility, we can do it. We got through World War II, and we made it through the Cold War, where people thought the planet would be destroyed by nuclear weapons, so we can handle tough times. We're proud and brave Americans, but listening to you pontificate is just too much. It's excruciating. It's like verbal waterboarding. Is there anyone on the planet more boring than you? But as hard as it will be to listen to these two people talk incessantly from now until Election Day about how the planet will catch fire and will all die the day after the election if Trump wins, I will do it. I'll bite the bullet, because I know that the more they talk, the more the Biden campaign is doomed. And this isn't the only task force being formed. There'll be a task force on health care, the economy, criminal justice, and education. The task forces are apparently the brainchild of former President Barack Obama. The people chosen to work on them are from the Biden campaign and the Sanders campaign. And the idea is to bring the two former political opponents together and gain the support of the Sanders voters so Biden can beat the common enemy, President Trump. It's becoming very clear that there's some real personal animosity between former President Obama and current President Donald Trump. But maybe not. Obama can't really believe that moving so far left will actually help Biden. Is he just playing a joke on his former vice president? The health care task force is being led by supporters of Medicare for All, a terrible idea that has no support from voters. The task force on the economy will be led by progressive union leader Sarah Nelson, who thinks the way to help the economy is to organize workers. I haven't heard that theory before. It isn't taught in too many business schools that I know of, but maybe they're just late to recognize the tie between a good economy and unions. The Criminal Reform Committee will be headed by Shirag Baines, a man who seems to have a very real problem with white people. He also doesn't think much of police officers either. And the Education Task Force is chaired by someone named Heather Goutney. She's the author of a book. It's called Protest and Organization in the Alternative Globalization Era. Huh? I'm sure she wants to teach kids some very interesting things. And it doesn't help that the walls seem to be closing in on Mr. Obama because of the Michael Flynn case and Obama's central role in the Russia hoax. As more and more evidence is released by the Justice Department, 
the central role Mr. Obama played becomes clearer, and it's beginning to look like his legacy is going to be severely tarnished. And I'm not sure why anyone thought it was such a good idea to have this task force filled with far-left America haters, because all it's going to do is drag Joe Biden to the left and take away votes from the middle and from potentially disenfranchised Trump supporters. Remember, Joe Biden got the nomination of his party because he wasn't a far-left lunatic like Sanders. He was the man who saved his party from Sanders and the lunatics on the left, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Maybe that's why this whole task force thing isn't being talked about by the media. Everyone knows Biden is caving to the left, just like everyone else in his party, but they don't want to publicize it because it will cost him votes with moderate voters who don't like Bernie Sanders. But this isn't going to stay hidden, and it will hurt Biden. Not that he needs help when it comes to hurting his campaign. He's doing enough on his own to help President Trump get reelected. Just watch a couple of those basement videos he's putting out, and you'll see that he's perfectly capable of hurting his own campaign without the help of President Obama. And as long as Joe Biden and Barack Obama want to help President Trump get reelected, why not announce the names of some of the people who will work in the Biden administration if he wins? This could go a long way towards proving that he's really trying to throw the election. He could say, name Jim Acosta as his press secretary. That would really help President Trump. This is a guy who's hated by his own colleagues in the White House press corps and by most people who watch the news. Imagine the press briefings that he'd hold. For one thing, John Roberts of Fox News would never get called on, ever. In fact, when I think about it, This is Jim Acosta of the Mammoth Ego. I don't think anyone will get to ask any questions. He'll ask himself questions and answer them for as long as he wants to talk. Who would make a good Secretary of State? Let's see, keep in mind that it has to be someone who can keep up with Joe Biden's keen intellect. Someone who, like Joe Biden, has a real grasp of foreign affairs. And you have to keep in mind that this is the same Joe Biden, the guy who's been wrong on just about every foreign policy issue for at least 40 years. So I can't think of a better choice than Joy Behar for that position. I think she would bring something very special to the job. I'd give anything to listen to them or watch them in the Oval Office as they meet to talk about setting foreign policy goals for, say, China or Russia or even Guatemala, the ratings would be huge. Can you imagine Joe Biden and Joy Behar having a serious talk about foreign policy? I can't either, but they'd stutter and stammer their way through it, lose their place, and probably forget about which country they were even talking about. And then they'd have to pull out a map, and someone would have to show them where that country is on the map. I like it. Joy Behar, Secretary of State. And Rob Reiner would have to have a place in the administration. You couldn't possibly leave him out. How about Secretary of Defense? Think about how proud military men and women would be knowing that someone called Meathead would be in charge of our armed forces. I guess it really doesn't matter to Joe Biden who is advising him. When he allows Bernie Sanders and the far left with the approval of Barack Obama 
take over his campaign, it just shows how shallow he really is. So fill your cabinet with celebrities if you like. Bring in Barbara Streisand and Alyssa Milano and Jimmy Kimmel. It just doesn't matter. You've always wanted to be president, Joe. You've said you've wanted it since you were a kid. You just never wanted to be a leader. And you sure don't seem to care about any particular ideology, just as long as people vote for you. You'll do whatever it takes to win votes. Go along to get along, Joe. I think you need to form another task force, Joe. It should be called the What the Heck is Joe Biden Trying to Do Task Force. Is there even a real Joe Biden? Or is that a Joe Biden robot living in your basement? Let's face it, Joe. We don't know who you are. We know you want to be president. But if your only reason for running is to beat President Trump so you can sit in the Oval Office and do whatever while you let other people run the government, that's just not good enough. It just isn't, Joe. You need to stop fumbling and mumbling and Stop trying to please everyone. If you're going to lose this election, and I think you are, at least do it standing on your own two feet. You lose your train of thought because you're trying to say things that will make people like you or things your consultants have told you will get you votes, not because you believe in them. For once in your life, Joe, speak from your heart, not as a politician. Tell us what you really believe. Tell us who you really are and all of the fumbles and muffs will go away. Try it. It'll work. You're a good and decent person, Joe Biden, and you try to do the right thing. If you speak from your heart, you'll be coherent, and people will either like you or not, but at least it'll be the real you. And in the end, whatever happens, you can be proud of that. 